You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to episode 13 now. Being off podcast, of course, as always. I'm here as Matt Braun. I'm talking to someone else over here, aren't I? Hey, everyone. Cooper Carlson here, and welcome back to the most controversial and argumentative podcast you'll find on the internet. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Definitely the most. There's uh, hot topics every single week. Uh, I will say, though, <laughs> this is probably going to be a, a lot more of a fun week than last week. Last week was very depressing. So, yeah, that's true. And I think we actually ended off, uh, we ended last week, I said, you know, hey, let's at least go four and two, and you yelled out, no, five and ones, or we got to be positive here, and we both kind of doubted ourselves. But hey, they went five well, and one on the week, starting with, it's pretty good, starting with Milwaukee. Milwaukee well, actually, just a two-game. Well, I just want to say, uh, if you remember correctly, yeah. I did say win seven of six, uh, which they well, didn't quite do that. That's true, we did bring that up, yeah. Uh, just statistical improbability, <laughs> but it is what it is. All right, go on with Milwaukee. In there. <laughs> so, Milwaukee, um, uh, this was a two-game series. The Twins ended up just splitting this, kind of setting it up just so we'd have to sweep Texas or something for us to have a four-in-one-week, five-in-one-week, but I don't know how that went. But Milwaukee, uh, Martin Perez pitched the first game. This was a game we were all kind of thinking, well, if he doesn't do something good here, he's kind of out of the rotation in our minds, and What's he do? He goes out, throws six innings, gives up just one run, because of course he did. And Twins won 7-5. Game two, yeah, game two, Twins, uh, what was that? I was going to say, it wasn't even an earned run, so. Oh, sure, yeah, true. Yeah, so, Gibson uh, came in for the next game, and he pitched a, yeah, he was all right, you know, how he went. But uh, in the end, uh, late in the game, Sergio Romo came in, the trustworthy fan favorite Sergio Romo, and gave up a crushing three-run home run to Trent Grisham. And Trent Grisham. Twins didn't win this one. Yeah, of course. Who else? Not Yelich or any of them, but Grisham. Twins lose 6-5. Romo blows it. Uh, I think this was the game where Polanco had the error. Yep, the, he had two of them, actually, and one of them really came back to bite the Twins because it was the losing run that was Polanco's, was on Polanco, basically, from the error. You can't say the game Polanco had the error, because really, and truly, that does not narrow down anything at all, <laughs> being honest. That, yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, he's it was definitely a, been struggling lately. Yeah, which we'll get to later, but for now, just talking about the Milwaukee series as a whole. It was, uh, I mean, it was pretty evenly matched, I'd say, obviously, uh, with it coming down to basically two late three-run home runs. Uh, in the first game, it happened to be Marwin Gonzalez hitting that one. And in the second game, it happened to be Trent Grisham hitting one. You know, and that's how it goes sometimes. 
Uh, and Sergio Romo giving up a three-run home run is a lot like watching, I assume, I don't have any kids, but I assume it's like watching your kid, like, fall down and scrape his knee. Because you're just like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I love you so much, and this is just terrible. I assume that's kind of what it's like. Because uh, it, it's yeah. not very, it's not fun to see that happen. Yeah, that was a weird YouTube broadcast, too. Like, it was just a weird game overall. And Sergio Romo comes in, and it's like, all right, game's on lockdown. And, you know, Trent Grisham is like, Oh well, here he comes, and he just hit a moonshot. Like you knew that was out the second he threw it. Almost it was it was wild. But yeah, Twins can come back, got one out of two, and moved on to Texas. How'd that one go? Yeah, let's move on to Texas. So, uh, you know, in in the fan fairness, I have to be have to be uh, perfectly honest because the past few weeks, whenever I was right, I would gloat about it right away. I'd say, you know, I'm seven for seven now. Uh, I'm now on a two-week losing streak as far as my predictions. I predicted a series split. Isn't that what happened? I'm now 7-2. and two. Uh, I'm taking L's. It's unfortunate. Uh, but what is fortunate is the reason I was wrong is because the Twins swept him in four games. Look at that. Uh, a fun, fun four-game series. Uh, Pineda came back. He had a, a decent start. He did enough. The offense killed him that game, so it didn't really matter. Uh, and then Devin Smeltzer came in after that, picked up the three-inning save. Well, actually, four innings saved, but you need to go three innings. Uh, everyone on Texas got thrown in at third. It was a wonderful time. We all had a blast. Uh, <laughs> then the, the next game happened. That was uh, Jake Odorizzi. I feel like he got left in a little bit too long. He still ended only up uh, giving up three and runs over five and two-thirds. Offense came back late. Still won it as as a do, as a B. Uh, Jose Barrios yesterday, so on Saturday, had a, uh, an interesting outing. I, th- I believe the end result was only like a handful of earned runs, but it was a ton of runs because of uh, one error that they gave to Snow. I mean, he gave up two bombs to Danny Santana. It was uh, not the Jose Barrios we expected. But much like the first game, the offense was just so uh, on fire that it didn't matter what that ended up being like 15. To no, it wasn't 15 to 7. It was like 12 to 7. Uh, but still uh, a big win. And then today against Lance Lynn on Sunday, uh, he had a, a poor outing, which, I mean, I think we all loved. That was fun to see. He threw, like, 30 pitches in the first inning. We're like, ah, there he is. We know that guy. Uh, and then uh, Rangers eventually tied it. Uh, I believe it was three all in, like, the seventh. And then Polanco hit a blade, uh, bases clearing triple. Both did this job. And bada-bing, bada-boom, there's a four-game sweep. Uh, very very fun series. Yeah, definitely. And it was kind of a series of former twins we got Forsyth in here, Danny Santana, and Lance Lynn, the big three, I'd say, of the past oh, yeah. decade. <laughs> a true legend. A true legend of the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny Santana. Can't believe the Twins didn't see him, his breakout coming seven years ago. Can't believe they, whatever, let him go. They should have seen this coming, of course. Look, Sorry. I don't think... <laughs> no, not really. I don't think even, like, the Eye of Sauron would have seen that coming, because, I mean, really? <laughs> Danny yeah. Santana of all yeah. He's probably on. The, I think he's on a minor league deal as well. Like I don't know, nothing explicitly expected out of him, and he's just the greatest of all time. But you know, this the last game definitely. I don't think you could find a Twins fan that actually like likes Lance Lynn. So I think the entire state was pretty ecstatic with how that game went today. Thirty pitches first inning. I was you know just like watching last year's Twins. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And the four game sweep. Oh, it was wonderful. Four game sweep set up nicely because. Yeah. <laughs> Set up nicely because Cleveland was playing New York, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. But two and a half games up more than we were last week. So, overall, good week. 
This is indeed true. It didn't start out the best because uh, on Monday, because uh, the Twins were not playing, uh, they uh, Cleveland won, so they had a half game lead for all of a day. And boy, did we hear about that! Oh my God, that <laughs> that never stopped. Every everything kept rolling in about how Cleveland finally took the lead. Give it some time, and not not even a full week later, it's two and a half games now. So, you know, sometimes. Sometimes, you know, I, we did call this, I think, earlier. I said I wouldn't be surprised if actually they didn't take a small lead. But just the way the August schedule and September schedule is going, we're like, there's no way the Twins aren't going to make up ground. Because you have these Cupcakes, Detroit, White Sox, Tech. I mean, these are not these are like AAA teams, if we're being honest. While Cleveland actually has to face major league teams, they lost two of three to Boston. They split a series with New York. And this is how the week went for the Twins. That was all they needed. It was very much like their roles were reversed where, uh, like, the last month or two when the Twins had to play tough teams and they got to play cupcake teams, and now it's switched, and we're like, ha, huh. <laughs> sucks, don't it? So. <laughs> yeah, and who would have thought coming in that these next three games for Cleveland would be like, ha, huh, you have to play the Mets. That sucks. But, hey, here we are. And um, <laughs> hmm. um, pretty good. For the Twins, yeah, I was a little uh, hard on them last week, I guess. I was just really angry, but they're they're a much better team than I gave them credit for last week, I was kind of saying. Cleveland's better, you know, tear it all down, but I don't know, after another week, another week of winning and happiness, I've calmed down just a bit. Okay, good, because I mean, yeah, I was impressing, I was like, okay, fully healthy twins, even if Byron Buxton's back, you think Cleveland's better? You're like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you get out of here, uh, don't believe the words in here. I'd like to talk with myself a week ago and see how that conversation goes. I was just upset. Oh, it'd be something. But I guess I'd put the Twins ahead of the Indians now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. come around. Much better. Much better. So I changed my mind about everything on a weekly basis. <laughs> so, okay, so you are a Fairweather fan. Okay. I'm glad we've established this. I'm <laughs> sure. Just a little. Uh, all right. Actually, it might be more interesting if we do have a fair weather and I have to stand here just like stoic, just like, no, nah, everything's fine, and you're like <laughs> losing your mind or something. I think that would be actually yeah, entertaining. It would be a lot easier to do that if the Twins weren't, you know, consistently 25 games over 500 because it's just hard <laughs> to be mad at that. There's like one week in the season that I'll be mad. I think we passed it over. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully next year they're only 10, 10 above, so we can do that. Yeah, hopefully next year they're a lot more realistic because this is just getting ridiculous. But I, it's, yeah. like, it's like getting like a really nice car for your birthday, but it wasn't like the specific car you wanted. So you're like, I guess, jeez, could have been better. Like right? the wrong color. Yeah, picked the wrong color. It's like oh, went five and one. Orange. And probably <laughs> yeah. Orange. I want it purple. It's like went <laughs> five and one, but some people are probably gonna be like, man, could have gone six and zero oh, if you just would have won that. Too. And it's like, shut up, just shut up. Come on. Could have won seven, just like we said. Yeah, just like we said. Uh, moving on, we have some uh, larger topics at hold to talk about uh, regarding the Twins. So uh, they need have a two-and-a-half game lead. Uh, I mentioned this before, and I think this will be a, uh, a massive part of their season going forward. Uh, Michael Pineda made his return to the starting rotation off the I.L., I wasn't, it, it's still not clear if it was an actual injury or if it was kind of a phantom IL or if it was just uh, like what they've been doing, sort of keeping his innings in check, considering he's coming off Tommy John surgery. And in the start, he went five innings, gave up a handful of runs, but he looked pretty good out there. I'd say that his command was good. Uh, he broke off a few good sliders. And 
I mean, at this point, I know I know you've talked about this with your Michael Pineda propaganda, but with the struggle of Jose Brios, he's pretty much been the most consistent twin starter over the last, like, two months. So having him back is just massive, I think. Oh, definitely. And, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure who was the first one to throw out that he's really good, but I don't know if it was someone on here, but no, hey, there's someone over here. No, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pineda, he's – no, that's insane. But yeah, overall, he's, he's, I mean, he's really good. He's, it, the 10 days they missed him, it was noticeable, but, uh, there wasn't like a fifth guy in there to just stabilize it. And his consistency is pretty good. Like, he'll go out there, give you six innings, three earned runs at the least, it seems, every single time out. We talked about this in like, when he was struggling even, it was like, hey, he'll go out there, give you six innings, it's whatever, but now he's consistently doing it, like, two or less earned runs. And, I mean, to expand further, I guess, where would you, where would you rank him for your playoff rotation? Uh, we're already doing playoff rotations in the middle of August. Is that what we're doing here? Well, just to like, just to like talk, or I guess just where would you rank him in your one to five of who's who's the best pitcher to throw out there in that kind of scenario? I guess. All right. Well, if I had to, at this current moment, it'd probably be two. I think. Okay. Behind Barrios. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why are you putting him one? He's my. I'm putting him one. Right oh now, I definitely. If right now it was like a, <laughs> who do you want to go win a game for you? I mean, I want. I'm taking Pineda over Barrios right now, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow, the Houston Astros are in town. Everyone's uh, on the full rest. You're taking Michael Pineda over Jose Barrios. Yes, definitely. Right now, obviously. Well, the first thing is, I mean, imagine saying this to someone four months ago. They would have, you know, I don't even know what they would have done. But I mean, I, there's a strong point they made, and we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Jose Barrios actually next uh, a little bit. I think you're getting a little bit aggressive here with uh, your ranking of Pineda, but I think the argument's a lot closer than I'm even I'm probably letting on, especially considering uh, recent performance. It's like. Yeah, you can include what he did in May, but it's very obvious at this point that that wasn't the same Pineda, and that he's now that he's getting farther and farther away and more accustomed to pitching uh, in the major leagues. I mean, like we said, he's just been consistent six innings every time, and that's huge. That's uh, in this modern day and age of starting pitchers, uh, having a guy who can do that is you know just something as simple as that. It's important. That's at very worst a three, and at very best uh, a two. I don't know about a one, but Ooh. certainly up there. I, I don't know. I can't go that far yet. Why not? I mean, it's not even like complete credit to Pineda. It's a little bit of Barrios hasn't been he hasn't really been doing great lately. You've been watching okay. the games. All right. Well, okay. I have been watching the games. Thank you very much. I'm not <laughs> not out here ignoring things. I will I will say, if they continue on their current trajectories. That answer will probably change, uh, I don't know, in the next week, but potentially in the next two weeks. I will say that. Are you going you gonna to accept okay. that? Okay. I, I suppose. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. All right. Whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, either way, I think we can agree that him, having back, uh, him being back is going to be very important to this starting rotation. Yeah, definitely. Him, uh, get him, Odorizzi, uh, Rios, and then Odorizzi's kind of getting back to form lately, which is nice to see, but 
he won't be the one ERA guy we saw, but if he can just be a stable number three in the rotation, then that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, what do Rizzi's come back to? Uh, we didn't put him on. Maybe we should have talked about him, but yeah, he's certainly been getting back on track. It's nice to see. But talking about another starter, uh, like I mentioned, Jose Barrios, he had not the best of outings against Texas. And this was coming off uh, a highly sus outing, what they say his worst outing of his professional career against Atlanta. Uh, I don't know what they judge that by. I just heard that everyone say that. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys remember when he first came up in 2016, but he had a lot of games there. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's, beside, that's beside the point. Either way, it was a bad game. That's all that matters. And it's Texas game. There's there's a whole there's a lot of bad I will say that however however if you will indulge uh, I will say some good numbers we have the first thing I'm going to say is his fastball velocity something a lot of people have been talking about it was back up a bit on the four seamer his average was 93.6 and he touched 95 which is a lot more where we see him uh, occasionally we've seen him sit more 94 but usually sits 93 93 and a half that sounds about right. And over the 92 pitches he threw, he had 16 swing strikes, uh, and six of 18 on the changeup, especially, which is huge. And uh, I noticed I don't have any numbers on it, but he threw a lot of them to righties, which is very interesting. Uh, right on the right changeups, you don't see them too often. They're very na- very nasty, in my opinion. So 16 swing strikes over 92 pitches. I don't have the exact percent, but I'm going to tell you that's very good. That's a good percent. So uh, it was the, the walks that did him in. Eventually, he did walk the bases loaded and walk in a run. And then they had to bring in Tyler Duffy, but it, there was a little bit of good in my uh, in my eyes. Yeah, I actually I didn't think he pitched all that bad when I was watching. He got a little unlucky with he did leave some pitches hanging for sure. It's Danny Santana of all people, but Fielding didn't help out him help him out too much. Uh, Jorge Blanco made an error, uh, not a big surprise. Guys having quite a bit this week, but yeah, yeah we'll get into that later. But. Uh, and Barrios, I thought he pitched fine. And you brought up some numbers there for sure. But yeah, I mean, I was watching. It was tough to see him go out after just, uh, he, it was 4.2, right? He didn't complete five, couldn't get the win. Yeah, he did not, which then started a whole win fiasco in his ass because then Duffy oh, yeah. was stolen <laughs> out, but then recredited with the win, so that was odd, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, it was, it was interesting, and obviously, and then he started as going to be a given thing. He started out really poorly. I mean, he left, fastballs just right across the middle of the plate to Danny Santana, who's basically like, are you sure you want me to hit these out? Because I will. Like, thanks, dude, but I don't want you to do that. And uh, that that, and then the two walks that I mentioned that uh, loaded the bases and then brought in a run were what did it to him. But there was there was some good. Uh, I saw some people calling for like a 10-day IL stint, maybe just to get him back on track. I don't know if that's what you need to do. Uh, there was enough well, positive signs where I'm willing to give him another shot, and he's going to get it against Detroit. So uh, Detroit at home, nonetheless. So have fun with that. Uh, but after that, if if we do see some bad numbers, maybe I'll start thinking about it. But for now, I uh, I'm a lot I'm a lot more encouraged than I think I thought I was going to be at first. Yeah, I agree. I'm still not. You know, he's obviously still struggling, and uh, yeah. but yeah, this is an encouraging encouraging start just based off of, like what he's been doing recently and the velocity was noticeably back up there. He was hitting 95 a few times, which I think he got the 94, like, his start before this, and everyone was like, wow, he did it. What a good job. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But, yeah, it was good to see him just uh, hitting the gas and throwing it up there and back on track for now. And you said Detroit at home. I mean, if he struggles there, then there's certainly something because oh, yeah. Detroit is a double-A team. So 
<laughs> they are. Did you see that game they had with Tampa the other day that went like 13 innings because no oh, one man. wanted to score? Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, Tampa ended had, up, oh. As I said, their pitching ended up striking out 24 Detroit batters and didn't walk anyone. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like Detroit was given every – they were given 13 innings to win, and they, they, they're they so bad. They just couldn't score one run. And Tampa Bay, they, I mean, sure, it's just a bad game for them, but it's just like giving Detroit a chance to show anything. But nope. Wow. No. Yeah. I mean, ever since – I mean, they traded Shane Green and uh, Nick Castellanos. So you're like, man, that team got could even get worse. That's just the guy with a voice. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. Oh, I wish they would have. We don't have to play. Actually, he's been horrible lately. He has like he's a 60 RA over his last month. Yeah, he's got like a massive home run problem. I'm keep, like, even a month ago, I was like, ah, he'll be fine. And then he's still giving up like three home runs an outing. I'm like, what the hell's up with this guy? Are you kidding me? Maybe he's giving up home yeah, runs. So. Maybe it's just because they didn't trade him. It's just karma. It's like sports oh, yeah. gods. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Definitely. Well, the thing was uh, – We've talked about this a little bit before, but I, I saw a report where it's like the Astros are interested in them. And I'm like, whenever the Astros are interested in the pitcher, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's when you're like, okay, hold up, wait wait a minute, what's happening here? So maybe they could have fixed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could have. I'm sure they've got much more than Detroit has to offer with Gardy and Rick Anderson at, at the helm. But hey, what do I know? Yeah. I think, uh, Rick Anderson's like, if you stop striking out guys and get some ground balls once in a while. <laughs> No. No. Yeah. No, he's, Man, he's good. That's the twin way. It was. Not anymore. But uh, anyways, moving on. We're going to talk about uh, – I actually uh, – it was funny because I wrote this down in our itinerary. I said, uh, Matt is not worried about the bullpen. And then uh, I looked down for something. I looked up, and suddenly changed to Cooper is not worried about the bullpen. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> what happened here? And so now we have uh, uh, Cooper slash Matt is not worried about the bullpen, which is not grammatically correct, but it does not matter. Uh so I'm going to give my uh, my line of reasoning, my line of thought, and then maybe let you uh, maybe let you if I decide to let you out of your cage to talk about what you think. Nice, but there's been uh, no problem. I try to be giving here, but uh, there's been uh, quite the discussion. It's been an ongoing discussion for I mean, this the entire season now at this point about the bullpen, the thing that everyone hates. Bullpens, they're like offensive line. No one likes them. Uh, no one likes yours, and everyone else has a better one. Uh, however. The big stat everyone was pointing out was uh, since the All-Star break, the Twins' bullpen had the lowest win probability added of any other team, which there's no way I can slice that. That's very, very bad. Uh, however, let me interject with something else. Since the All-Star break also, uh, the Twins' bullpen, not including today, uh, which they had a good performance, Sam, to Sam Dyson home run, uh, the Twins' bullpen is, has the fifth lowest fit among any other team bullpen, and the reason why everyone, uh, you know, the reason why the numbers are so inflated is there's a, a high BABIP right now of 347, very unsustainable, and a low left on base percentage of 64.9%, and left on base generally is around 75. So once we see uh, some more balls in play be caught, once we see some more guys left on base, we see that area drop, we see that win probability come back up, I think everything's going to be fine. And also going on, I had a, one of my followers sent me this. So keep in mind, also a, a point I wanted to make, bullpens around the league right now, they're just trash, just straight up. It's literally been the worst year for relievers since, like, 1969. 
It's the highest reliever ERA. I don't know what is up with them right now, but they just cannot pitch. And if you look through the individual numbers, you pick through some of these guys. Zach Littell, 3.6 ERA. Tyler Duffy, 3.07. Sam Dyson, 3.4. Ryan Harper, 3.47. Trevor May, 3.5. Taylor Rogers, 2.59. Uh, Sergio Romo, 3.45. Louis Thorpe, 3.18. Devin Smeltzer, 2.5. Granted, the last two have a smaller sample size than the rest of them. But if you notice something, all of those are significantly below the reliever average ERA, which is sitting about 4.5 right now. So... I think they're pretty good, if you ask me. I think it'll even out eventually, and I I like what they have here, actually. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm on board. You listed off all the numbers. I'll just say, like, the Twins' back end of a uh, – you got most of the numbers. You got some good ones in there. Okay, uh, thank you. Twins' back, back end. <laughs> Rogers, Romo, and Dyson. And then followed by uh, three guys – well, a few guys who would be, like, in the back end of most teams' bullpen, and like Trevor May as a number four or five is that's excellent. Along with a uh, Tyler Duffy, he's had an excellent season for the Twins. He's not even a top three guy in the bullpen right now. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's what I'm going. On. I mean, I'm just saying like, and guys like Ryan Harper isn't he'd be solid in almost any bullpen. He might not even make a playoff roster at this point. And then Zach Littell has like a ERA around one in his last 17 appearances. I saw on Twitter. He's, mm-hmm. Of course, he's just jumped in. He's doing insane. And as we'll get into later, there's someone named Bruzar Gratterall that throws 104 miles per hour that could be called up to help his bullpen, uh, <laughs> I think, is excellent. He could help them mm-hmm. even more. Which, and I'm, I mean, I'm really high. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? That's related. But I'm, like, really high on the bullpen. Beginning of the year, I thought it was awful. But they've replaced guys like Matt McGill with the likes of Sam Dyson, Sergio Romo, and Zach Littell, because why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? It's Yeah, it's been quite the interesting revelation. And it's, it is quite shocking when you look at the individual numbers, and then you kind of just like, all right, how is everything so messy then? How did the overall numbers not look that good? And you do have to, you, you do have to uh, kind of look past that and look at the individual guys and look at what they've done, especially recently. Uh, I mean, Trevor May, over his last nine innings, one and run. Uh, and only three walks, which is huge for him because he was walking Everett and their mother earlier on. Uh, and, you know, like guys like Littell, they're stepping up. And now these are guys who are legitimately putting up good seasons. And these are guys who are just like, oh, it's a blowout. Let's go put them in. Or, oh, it's like a five-run game and we need to end the night. Let's go put those guys in. Where it's like other teams, you know, you look at some more other bullpen star teams, which is basically everyone. I mean, on the Nats. That's like a number two right there. Trevor May on the Nats might legitimately be their best reliever. That's not even yeah. being like overly like – never granted the Nats are like historically bad, but you know what I'm saying right now. They The Twins are a lot more gifted than I think a lot of people uh, understand. And I think the big issue is what I brought up earlier is that everyone's bullpen, especially this year, is just so god-awful. We even look like what we did uh, – the last two teams that just played, Milwaukee and Texas. Milwaukee was piecing it together – uh, down including Josh Hader, with guys like Drew Pomerantz and Matt Albers. Those are the guys they're using in the back end when they needed to win a game. Uh, Matt, Al- Matt Albers was walking the bases loaded. That's what he was doing. Uh, I don't know what the hell Drew Pomerantz was doing. They weren't doing well. Uh, then look at Texas. They, I mean, they were never really in positions to, like, use their high-end guys. Jose, Le- Jose Leclerc never came in. They're throwing, like, uh, Taylor, Guriel, whatever these guys, you know, Emmanuel Classe, these guys that, you barely have any major league playing time, and they're just like, all right, go at them. 
It's like there's no one you're really afraid of there. There was only one guy you're afraid of in Milwaukee, and he's got a massive home run problem right now. And so we're about to face Chicago uh, outside of uh, Alex Colome and Aaron Bummer. Who else are you worried about? So it's it's, it's kind of stuff like that. We're just like put it in context and then kind of understand how actually blessed they are to be in the situation. Right, yeah, like, you'll complain about how bad the Twins' bullpen is, and you'll just, like, turn to almost any opponent. You'll, it's like, wow, well, all right, I guess it's not nearly as bad. And Trevor May has been borderline, like, elite, except for those two performances that everyone seems to remember where he gave up the go-ahead home run. Besides that, he's got an ERA under three. Except for the walks, everything's pretty much been great with him. Like, fastball velo, he's touched 100 this year. I don't know. You've probably heard just from him himself, but right. he did. Pretty good. I mean, he's been <laughs> he's definitely been great. And just the addition of getting Zach Wassell in there, and he's just he had another bad game like May, and just one that people seem to remember. Uh, I don't remember who it was against, but gave up a big home run. But besides that, he's been outstanding. Like as was said, like he's brought into the uh, sixth inning today. You know, I mean, just because they trust him, and he's been doing great out there. So yeah, in a, in a tie game, nonetheless. Yeah. Or a one-run game, my bad. It was one-run at that point. But either way, oh. still, it's a close game. It's a close game. I think that's what matters. But mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. I said, they got when when you're calling in Tyler Duffy with the bases loaded one out, and you're like, he's got this, and he does have this. <laughs> then, shoot, it's pretty good, ain't it? Yeah, who would have thought Tyler Duffy would be one of the better bullpen pitchers for the Twins? It's hey. just odd. This is a weird sport that we root for here. I I don't even know, man. <laughs> It's just some weird stuff. It's pretty good. But, uh, moving yeah, on. I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, I'm here for it. Uh, we'll talk about Gradwell a little bit later. You brought him up. I don't, we're not going to talk about him quite yet, but moving on to a different topic, uh, something I've kind of been pushing, something a lot of people have been picking up on now. Uh, Jorge Polanco, uh, his, uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, his defense recently hasn't quite been the best. Uh, he had another error today. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he had an error in every game this series. Damn well felt like he did. But, oh, well, he kind of DH'd uh, uh, Friday, that was. So, couldn't have an error that game, I suppose. But it's uh, – he's been one of the – he's been a guy who has played more or less basically every day. And it seems weird to me that they've been doing that, uh, considering that they've really focused on getting guys rest. I mean, talk about uh, the catcher, catching situation. Garver and Castro have been beating our heads. Uh, that platoon, or platoon, yeah, I should pronounce it like that. How that, and how that's worked, and how they've been giving them rest, and how that's led to them being successful. And we've even seen that first base with Crone, and then also cycling guys with uh, Adrianza and Sano and Marwin and anyone else who's a warm body can stand there. But yet, somehow, Jorge Polanco, every single day, has been penciled in at shortstop. And I, it, I, it's pretty obvious to me, at least, that it's kind of wearing down on him. And that his, for, he's just not performing as well as he was in the beginning of the season. And Morneau brought up an interesting point that he thought it was uh, because he had the 80-game suspension last year, his body wasn't quite used to the full schedule uh, yet, so he might just be more beaten down. And yet, he's playing every single day. I think he should get a break at this point. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. I mean, I don't know if it has to be a DL break, but his defense has definitely slowed, like you said, and his offense has taken a huge hit. Like, his OBP was under 300 for, like, a span of, a month and a half or so. His average was at 240, and it was nothing was really breaking his way. He's 
Smalley pointed it out today on the broadcast, but he's just uh, swinging at anything like outside the zone at this point. He's looking like Eddie Rosario in the box almost, just swinging up. It just doesn't, doesn't look like he has a feel for anything. But he yeah. you know, was able to go in and get a big hit today. And I have it pulled up now. He has played the most games out of any Twins position player all season at 117. So for a guy that hasn't played a full MLB season ever, that's something. But, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I do have his numbers over the last uh, full month, not including today. Uh, he, that is a 248 batting average, a 326 OBP, and a 419 slugging for a hefty WRC plus of 94. Compared to early on mm-hmm. in the season where that was more around 90, or not 90, uh, more around 130, 140. <laughs> so that's quite the drop. Now part of that was, I don't I don't know if that was fully sustainable. I don't think he was quite going to be Rod Crew 2.0. Uh, however, the the drop-off has not just been there. It's just been, an, obviously, the way he takes his plate appearances. Earlier on, it was he'd spit on anything that was outside. He was basically Luis Arias. And now he's expanding the zone, swinging at junk, not being able to catch up to some fastballs. You're just like, this wasn't the same guy, fundamentally, that we watched. It's not just the result the process. So I'd, I'd like to see him get a break, only for the bat, despite it doing uh, well today. But the defense, especially considering they have Adrianza, who's – and from really well, so it's not like there's going to be a massive drop-off there. Yeah, I was going to bring up, like, even if they do sit him down, it's like they're not getting worse. With you put Adrianza in right now, I'd argue you get better because he's been hitting the crap on the ball lately. And him, I mean, Adrianza, you can have quite a few guys full of that short, uh, or just, you know, around the infield with like, a rise and scope while taking a seat. Scope never playing ever, but he can fill in a second. Some guys can move short. It's yeah, sculpture doesn't play, but hey, you've got guys to fill in the spots if you want to rest Polanco for a while, and that shouldn't be a worry at all. I mean, Adrianza can perfectly be an everyday starter over there, because I think he would be on about at least half of all MLB teams, if not more. Guys hitting like 290, barely plays for the Twins. <laughs> that is true. What is, uh, off the top of your head, just guess, what is Ari Adrianza's OBP right now? Oh, um... I have no idea. Um, let's go with. He walked a lot. I don't know. Three forty-five. This three eighty-one. Three eighty-one. Three eighty-one. Really, that's a lot higher than I thought it was. Wow. Yeah, I know. That surprised me. That's why I wanted to. I wanted to put you on the spot. He is legitimately yeah, one. One. Uh, yeah, no problem. Anything. If we can, if we're not like, you know, embarrassing each other, then we're not doing this correctly, in my opinion. But, that's uh, fair. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's the way it goes. But uh, 117 WRX Plus this year, I think that would really surprise some people who aren't paying attention as much. And this has been mostly sustainable. He's been striking out less. He's been walking more. Uh, maybe he's uh, a little bit lucky as far as that goes. But, I mean, the pro- we talk about process versus results. The process with him is very good, it seems. And throw in the fact that he plays a silky smooth shortstop, and you're just like, well, why? If we're in a situation where he perfectly can – Give, uh, be able to give a guy a break, why are we not doing that? And that's where I, I can't understand that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Andre Anzug, he got off to, like, not a good start. So he's just been tearing the cover off the ball lately. And, so yeah, paying off for him for sure. And Blanco, give him. I mean, even if it's 10-day IL, like you said, who, yeah. I think it'd work out. If he's better when he comes back, and he definitely have the guys to fill in, like, because the rest could work, and if he's hitting 
Uh, even up to 280 again when he comes back. It's a lot better than just throwing him out there in the three hole every day, I think. Yeah, well, that was a question that uh, happened to us. Uh, so we'll we'll hit that a little bit later. But, oh, there's no – okay, there's no way that just happened, right? <laughs> yep. Yep, you've seen okay. it too. All right. Well, <laughs> that's funny. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that later. That's funny. I opened up Twitter. Uh, and there's, well, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, it actually just kind of came to me. It might be a perfect situation if you do want to ILM. Nelson Cruz is supposed to come back tomorrow. You want to ten 10-day IL, just give him a nice break. And, it, you know, it's been brought up. I think I've seen Ted bring it up on Twitter. Uh, two years ago, Polanco had a very similar stretch. He was just abysmal in the month of July, just awful. I think OPS, OPS, mind you, of like under 300. He just could not hit. And Molitor gave him a week off, basically, just a full week, uh, had Escobar playing instead, and it's just like, all right, dude, just recharge, get you back. And what does he do? He has an OPS of over 1,000 in August and also had a monster's tent. So, you know, maybe in two different scenarios, kind of, maybe somewhat. So I don't know if it's applicable, but considering we've already seen this play out once before, it, it, it would seem logical that a similar thing could happen again. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when if – Cruz comes back tomorrow. I predict it'll be an IL stint for someone like Polanco or Barrios, but I don't know. That'll be actually something to look forward to if he returns. Yeah. If you're it's it's been kind of weird. I guess we can just transition. We're talking about this now. Uh, injury news. The only thing we have right now is Nelson Cruz should be back tomorrow. It's been a weird dynamic. I, I assume you've seen the reports where Cruz is like, I swear to God, this is the best I've felt in years. And Rocco's over here just like, you know what? We might activate him tomorrow. It's definitely a possibility. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I was Cruz just like, I, I literally never felt better. And then Rocco's just like, you know, I don't know, man. It's kind of like, someone's so happy tonight. Yeah, that was, yeah, funny swung, hurt his wrist. It looked like he'd be out for months. Comes out the next day, he's like, yep, I actually have never felt better than I currently feel, so no worries. And it's like, didn't, in the, the report, report was like, torn wrist, just, you know, something around the wrist. He's like, well, he's done for the year, and he comes into the clubhouse like, yeah, I'm, it's whatever, just, I'm feeling better than I was when I got hurt, so. It's a weird injury. I, yeah, okay, he's like, I can actually swing the bat faster now. It's like, what, what are you actually <laughs> like a superhuman? That's, can't be possible. <laughs> Someone, someone check yeah, out the human body. Strange. They're wilding right now. What the hell? <laughs> so, oh, man. I think um, I think Morneau on the broadcast said he had the same injury, and he knows what Cruz is talking about because the same thing happened to him. So I guess it's a real thing, though. So. Pretty good. I guess so. I, I am, uh, if, you, if you could guess it, I'm not uh, someone who knows the human body this well. I'm not a doctor or anything like that. <laughs> so... I don't know, uh, but it sounds like that shouldn't happen, but it, it's happening, so I guess it's real. Strange. It's it's like he put it back into place or something, or just <laughs> tore it so much that it's just, I, I have no idea. I've got nothing, truly. I, uh, I got nothing. And the, the, the tendon's slowing you down. Is that, maybe that's the future meta, is the uh, batter's just severing that tendon, so then they can swing harder. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, let's make sense. Just like cut it off or something mid-season. Yeah, just you don't need it. Like it's like a, the one NFL player like cut off his finger or whatever. You know, oh, that was like a firework incident. Well, it wasn't a Jason Pierre-Paul reference, but uh, no, oh, I just okay. want to make that. It's not where I was expecting this to go, but hey, we can make that reference. So <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. Hey, throw that right. in. 
We could throw that in with all the other. <laughs> Moving on to baseball. We talk about fireworks. <laughs> no, let's move on. Anyway, fan questions. Hey, look at that. Something we can actually talk about. And you guys actually ask questions. Fun. Thank you very much. I'm very happy that you guys decided to ask some questions. So, uh, let's see. The first one we're going to hit here, I'm going to save the best one for last. I assume you know what I mean by the best one mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, first one comes from Cody Christie. Uh, the other, another Twins Daily writer, he asked, even with the big hit today, is it time to move Polanco down in the lane? And I, uh, first of all, I'm going to say uh, the answer to that, I think, is yes. It's been very strange to me that he's been, obviously, one of the colder bats in the lineup, yet every day he's in the two-hole or the three-hole. Uh, and then, at the same time, you have guys like Arias, Marwin, and Snow, who are just on flames. And they're, they've been moving up more, but they've still kind of been a bit farther down in the lineup. And that doesn't make any sense to me. So I think it is time for Jorge to move down until, you know, things turn around. Granted, uh, he did seem to be hitting the ball a lot harder today, and I think even the day before. So if the turnaround has already started, uh, then maybe it might be premature. But I, I think it is time. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him just, you know, move down. to If he's not going to get the rest days off that we've said, move him down to the seven hole or something because – I mean, we've got guys down there, Marwin Gonzalez, I guess maybe Eddie Rosario, but Gonzalez and Arise, Adrianza, all been on fire lately, Arise for his entire career until he makes the Hall of Fame. But all three of them can definitely, definitely be moved up. And I think Polanco actually did move down a little. He went from two-hole to the three-hole, which is an even bigger spot. That was, that was odd to me when they just started putting him in the three-hole instead. I didn't really get that. Yeah, I don't know. These are... Must have some, some analytics. I don't understand regarding that. Not that uh, the future of lineup construction hasn't been weird enough, but uh, I don't know if I understand that play. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, I'd certainly like to see Marwin uh, higher up and Arise higher up and, you know, maybe a few others. But those two, for sure, should be higher up than Polanco right now unless he gets back on track. Like you said, he's had a couple of actually really big hits in the last few days, basically in triple today. and. A couple of games ago, was it the double to drive in a couple? But yeah, he's been on, he's been not on fire, but he's had a couple of noticeable hits. Well, when, I, I guess when we're noticing that he's finally getting big, it's probably a bad sign, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sort of in a reverse type yeah. way there. But uh, I, guess we, I guess we agreed there. True. We're shocked. We agreed on something. Wow. <laughs> Never happened. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess uh, move him down, unless you're going to give him a break. Yeah, pretty much the same here. So, moving on to the next question. Who gets sent down when Cruz gets activated? And then, uh, also, as a continuation, Buxton timeline for return. So, I guess I'll hit the back, and that's not as, I guess we don't really have opinions on this. Uh, I haven't seen anything regarding it, other than, I think Rocco said the other day that he's close to facing life pitching. So, I don't know what that timeline puts him on. I, I, he's got to have a rehab assignment, uh, I assume, with the amount of time he's missed. That could be another few games on top of that. But it by all by all means it sounded like basically start of September is when we're gonna get him back and it doesn't sound like much has changed on that front. So there's that. Uh, I don't have any inside information. I, I have very minimal touch there, so that's all I can say. Uh the first part of the question is a bit more interesting. Who gets sent down when Cruz gets activated? I unless they decide to play like something we talked about with uh Polanco or I don't know if they do Burrios kind of possibility. I think the, the most likely scenario is uh, Lewis Thorpe gets sent down, which kind of sucks for him because he got called up and never threw a pitch. But 
That's probably the most realistic, I think. I don't think you send down Cave because it limits your outfield playing, and he's actually been playing well. So that's my guess. I mean, yeah, unless they want to plug Cruz back in the outfield back in good old days, but you know, um, yeah, that'd be something. It'd be just as good as Cave, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, Cave made a diving play today. Give him some credit. Oh, true, true. I'm just kidding. But yeah, for that uh, Buxton, I heard he was. Apparently, right on schedule with his uh, return, he's doing great going to Bell Belly. Of course, he's not going to say anything bad or give anything away because why would he? So I know less than nothing, basically. But yeah, yeah same as you. But for when Cruz gets activated, I'd I'd actually be really surprised if there wasn't some IL stint for someone because I guess Thorpe makes he'd, he'd be Thorpe for sure. But I, I'm I'm more on the side of. 50-50 if it's going to be an injury that they kind of just say, get some rest here. You got, if Brios is injured, or they say he's injured, they've got Thorpe to go out for a start or two in his place. The only reason I'm hesitant to say that is because uh, they took him out, uh, took Thorpe out early in his last start after three innings, and it was very yeah. Like, uh, the next reliever was warming up in the third inning, so they are very much like, uh, we're, we're going to make a conscious effort to make sure you only go three innings uh, as, like, a Precursor to you're going to be in the bullpen for us. So uh, where he, how many pitches he can throw right now? I think he I think he went through like 45 in that outing. I don't know. So then you're kind of looking at, uh, at piecing it together as a bullpen game. I don't know if you want to do that. So that's kind of where I'm getting hung up on a Barrios possibly going down. But I, I could see it. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more likely Polanco. I guess since it's Cruz, a position player coming back. But most likely scenario would, you know, it's probably going to be Thorpe, but what I'd like to see maybe is just put Polanco out there and see how it goes. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you've kind of talked me into this now. It would make a whole lot of sense to do that. So, yeah. Uh, with you there. Uh, next question. I think this one's going to be a fun one. Uh, we can finally talk about this. Uh, over under 75% that Stark Gratterall is called up in September. Uh, you set the over-under way too low because I think it's very obvious. That, uh, <laughs> yep. Actually, no. Actually, mm, depending on how you read this question, I'm going to say under because they're going to get called up beforehand. But at the end of the day, he's going to get called up, so I don't think it matters too much. They uh, they have promoted him to AAA uh, Rochester. I don't believe he's joined them yet. He's going to join them tomorrow along with uh, Jorge Alcala. I kind of feel bad for Alcala because he's getting lost in all this. Uh, everyone's like, oh, finally, Gratterall. And then Alcala's like, I'm up here too, guys. <laughs> but... Uh, Gratterall is the one, you know, he's, he's the top pitching prospect, so understandable. Everyone loves to see him. But, I mean, I think it's I think it's very obvious at this point. They've played their hand. They've had him come out strictly out of the bullpen in Pensacola since he returned. Uh, and calling him up to AAA, get him used to the juice balls there uh, before eventually of major leagues. I mean, it seems very obvious to me that they're going to promote him. It's just a matter of uh, just when, not if. Yeah, I'm going to see that. I would – say expect to see him. I'm going to predict on August 31st, just so he's eligible for a playoff rotation. Just, you know, see if he's good enough and they can plug him in there. But yeah, I, for Alcala, I did try to give him some love. I've tweeted out some, his stats since moving to the bullpen, like we talked about last week. In eight innings, he's given up two earned runs, six hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. And he also throws 100, just like Bruce Dargladdell. So give him some love, too, despite his ERA of about six. But that doesn't matter. He's well, in the bullpen now. He's in the bullpen. I think uh, 
I think uh, Alcala's issue is Jorge Alcala is a much more boring name than Brewstar Gratterall. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I got to tell you, Brewstar Gratterall, that's just a wonderful name. It flows well. It's just, oh, when, when I say it, I can physically imagine, like, what he is, like a flamethrower. Or Alcala, uh, not really as much. Sorry, dude. So that, that's probably definitely part of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I watch Alcala just be the guy that comes and just blows everyone away. He's just the guy that gets <laughs> called up and makes the playoff roster, because why not? It was, it was a weird sport we follow. It would not surprise me, actually. He's got the, the thing is, all of these guys got the stuff, so it's realistic that that could happen, but it would be very funny if it did. So, uh, see, moving on. Oh, I guess we did get a, a new question, so we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. No, I already did. I guess whatever. Uh, moving on to the next question. I was laughing at this because we got this uh, immediately following a, a conversation we had about the same topic. Right now, who would start game one of the playoffs? Well, well, we know our answers here. Uh, I'm still saying burritos. You're still saying Pineda. It's really funny that that was. You haven't changed. I haven't changed. Look, I know. I know it's been a long time already since we started talking, but <laughs> position has not changed. I'm still going with burritos. All right, man. I'm like, I'm even flipping a coin for Barrios and Odorizzi right now. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. All right, now you're just messing <laughs> with me. You need to stop this right now. Hey, you said I was just messing with you when I told you I like Pineda over Odorizzi a while ago, and look what happened now, so I'm telling you. Okay, I got no response to that. You got me there. <laughs> so. so, yeah, I, I can predict which pitchers will be good and bad. So. No, Alcala <laughs> and uh, Odorizzi. <laughs> Alcala. Oh, uh, Odorizzi, all right, so first playoff game, Odorizzi goes six, Alcala goes two, and <laughs> Rodgers gets the ninth. There you go. You can write that down. It's happening. Zach Littell gets the ninth. I don't know about Rodgers. <laughs> Zach Littell. <laughs> Ooh, uh, wow. There we yeah. go. <laughs> that, that must be one hell of a game. If that is what happens, I would either <laughs> very much Probably love down by 15. Uh, or up by 15. So, yeah, uh, I suppose. I'd either very much love to see that game or never want to remember that game ever for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fair. So that was not my real prediction, but yep, that's how it's gonna go. No, I'm holding you that. Way. Hey, we have this we have this down forever, so anyone can take that sound bite and just hold that against you. It's kind of how it's going. Oh, you know, I could do that to you too if I really had to, but whatever. Oh, you would. You would never. <laughs> you would never. Because uh, it takes time. It does take a lot of time. We we have long episodes. It's hard to do it. But uh, moving on to the next question. Well, we got two questions from the same guy. But uh, is it time to give Adrian the majority of starts at short for left hand starters from their rise slash scope at second? I mean, straight up, we talked about it. I would just, you know, not even platoon. Just, like, think about getting him in the mix more. Because he's been hitting. Just straight up, he's been hitting, and he plays good defense. So it's hard to justify him being out of the lineup uh, other than the fact there's no room. But it seems very easy to make that room. So, But free Adrianza is basically what I'm saying here. Free Adrianza. I love it, yeah. We've just been kind of talking about uh, just get him in there almost every day with Polanco out. So, I mean, I think we're both kind of all in on this. I'm actually trying to pull up. Hang on. So, so he'd be facing versus left-handed hitters. Oh, yeah, he's hitting 317. Uh, with an OBP of 396 and a slugging of 512 for a 908 OPS against lefties this year. That's a solid point. Um, majority of starts versus lefties. I mean, yeah, let's get him in there for a while, see what happens. I'd 
did not realize he was doing that well against lefties. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Twelve. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So yeah. And, uh, hang on. I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up Polanco's against lefties. Polanco right. against left-handed pitchers. Uh, two fifty-five. And then 292 OBP, 362 slugging for a 954 OPS. And then he has a 917 OPS against righties. So he's pretty wow. awful against lefties this year. This guy's got a point. There you go. I guess wow. that's the play. Yeah. Huh. Makes, I, mean, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Makes sense to me. Let's do it. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Weird. All right. So, yeah, moving on. Yeah, next um, question. We have one. Yes. Oh well. Yeah, we got one more. And before the you know the granddaddy of all questions, but uh, from the same guy, it's time to go for real. Said Michael Pineda's stint on the IL. You know, uh, same answer as said before. Uh, I'd give it one more start. You get, you're going to have a cupcake start here. If you can't get through here, and you know you struggle again, they're still not the signs. Then I think yes, but I give him one more. I say one more. Yeah, I mean. Give him one more against Detroit if he looks bad. Uh, just can't control the ball, but he, you know, if he can't control the ball like he was last time, then, yeah, I'd say put him down for the stint, Pineda stint, the Phantom Pineda. Can I come up with, like, an acronym there? It's not an acronym, but something cool. Pineda, I-L. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Pineda I-L, that would be the pill, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah, we'll work on it, but. Yeah, there's that. Uh, and now we finally reach, you know, the greatest question that's ever been asked. Uh, I, I unfortunately uh, worded this, uh, ask any question, no matter how smart or dumb. And, uh, well, our, our good friend, uh, we all love him, Tom Froming, uh, asked, I will go with dumb question route. If Ari Adrianza was a type of food, what would he be? Which, man, I cannot say I was expecting this. But I have to say, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is it was straight from the heart. It had no thought whatsoever. I, I thought immediately of a Taco Bell five-buck box because I'm like, you know what? There are probably better things out there. There definitely are better things out there, let's be honest. But get the job done. It may not be pretty. At the end of the day, it's good enough. And that's that's kind of what he is. So that's that's that was my thought. I, I'm interested to hear what you thought. All right, yeah. I went with the most boring thing ever. It's barely like a food. It goes on a lot of foods. I just went sim- simply with butter. I mean, you know, you just, it's under, you don't use it on it. You know, you put it on everything to make it a little bit better. It's not necessary, but you can put it on a lot of things, just like supplement it, improve it just slightly. And if you replace it with some things, you know, take it out. If you don't like one thing, just put butter on. There you go. It's, it's fine, you know. If you don't like, oh, you know, pork with jelly. I'm like the chili, take that off, put on the butter, there you go. That's what I got for you. Well, well I think that might have been the <laughs> dorkiest thing I've ever heard. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be more accurate, I think he's margarine uh, in uh, Polanco's butter. <laughs> you know, if that, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. Although, eh, maybe. I like mine. Maybe it's mine. Mar- like mar- recently, maybe, but. Just Taco Bell five five buck box, just because just because you know there's better things, but this is all right. So just take it, take what you get. You just take. You're gonna get some stuff. You know, may not all be great. It'll be good enough. It'll get the job done. You're not if you're if you're yeah, in a position in your life where you're buying a Taco Bell five buck box 
you're at a point in your life you're probably not picking and choosing. You're just like, I need something. <laughs> I really don't care. It's just a lot like she – I didn't want to quite go here because I thought it would be insulting. It's a lot like a Little Caesars hot and ready. We're just like, well, is it any good? Well, they're like, it's hot and it's ready. Like, it's good, <laughs> it's yeah. hot, and it's ready. And it's like, well, you can't choose these wine. So. Didn't want, didn't quite, quite want to go there, but it's, it's the same energy. So, yeah, I mean, the two things you want in the utility, man. It's like cheap, and it's you know, it gets the job done. So hey, it, it's whatever. So you want? So great questions. Big fan of that one. We need more questions. We need more dumb questions like that. I love that. That was so much fun. <laughs> uh, I think we went anyways, the most in depth on that one out of all of them. Probably, actually, yeah, you're not wrong. Oops. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says about us. Probably not anything good, but maybe it's, it's what happens. So it's, it's not, just how we are. It's who we are. Oh, it's just how we are. Naturally, <laughs> it's it's just in our nature. So the next question, the eternal <laughs> question, is burned into mm. the itinerary. What was, what's the question? We all know it. Did Martin Perez do his job? And the answer is well, yes, but actually no. So let me let me let me explain. Now the ledger it looks pretty good. If you add it up. It was uh, this this week, 11 innings and just two earned runs. You, it's really hard to argue with that. There's a massive butt coming here. Uh, the big butt is he walked more than he struck out, and his whip was around two. So his left on base percent is very high. He got very he left stranded a lot of dudes, which is not a skill. That's pretty much 100% luck, and uh, it's not sustainable. I don't think I don't think he's any better in the same vein any worse than he was the week before, the week before that, the week before that, the week before that. I think he's just the same. He just got a little bit lucky this week. So I I kind of yes, but at the end of the day, I don't think he did his job. I, I still don't trust him. I don't trust him more this week than I did wow. at the end of the week. I guess that's how I'm going to put it. Well, Matt, the question is simple. Did he do his job? And let me tell you, he definitely did his job. He went out and, I mean, he got two wins for the Twins this week. I mean, that's, that's, that's where the question ends for me. Did he do it? He did. There we go. That's all I need. Got, the, got a couple wins. My favorite part of this week was I'd go, go on Twitter after the Twins had Perez win. First thing I see is, you know what? From you, it's like, I don't care. Don't care that the Twins won. I don't like it. Don't like the way he's getting it done. Nothing is going right for me in my life, and Perez needs to just continue to be bad. <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's harsh. I'm not quite like that. I'm <laughs> somewhat like that, yes, but not fully like that. It's uh, I. You're you're technically right, and if I could like reach through my Bluetooth and just like punch you in the face, I totally would. Because yeah. I know you have like this probably have this massive shitting grin because you're technically right. As I said, eleven innings, two and runs. End of the day, that's all you care about. Yes, he did his job, but there's no way. In hell, that anything he did was sustainable. And next week, whenever he makes a start, what is it against Detroit? He's even after the cupcake Detroit offense. I swear they're going to put up six earned runs over five innings. I'm going to be like, I told you nothing changed. I told you we're back at square one. So, I mean, sure, if nothing's changed, but he's getting the job done. I'm maybe he was just getting really unlucky these past many weeks. The stats don't back up that claim whatsoever. But I'm just trying to continue this now. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. like I'm like biting my fist, trying not to like punch the air of what you're saying <laughs> right now. I mean, the question is so simple: Did he do his job? And he did it twice, actually, not just once. In one week, he got two wins. 
don't know if he was credited, but he got it's it's good enough for the Twins to get two runs, this, two wins this week, which is more than enough for me, I'd say. I uh, I feel like I'm talking to drywall right now. I this is weird. <laughs> uh, uh, just uh, you know some I'm in, going all uh, no analytics, just all performance based right now, well, which is well, the way to go. Well, because the worst part is you're so much very technically correct. At the end of the day, yeah, and it's it is a very simple question. I'm just looking at it differently, and I know I know why you're doing this. And I don't like any of it. I don't like any. I don't, I don't like it one bit. So it's it's good. Fine. It's just for his own sake. I mean, Martin Perez deserves this. After his tough run here. Sure, deserves two starts. It ain't gonna continue to happen. That's all I care about. Oh. All right, just like me and Ryan. Remember when you yelled at me for uh, putting Ryan Harper low on my list and he imploded the other day? Wow. Whatever. <laughs> I, how how dare you bring that up? How dare you? I can't believe this. I was thinking I wanted to tweet that out, but everyone was really depressed on Twitter, so I thought it was a bad time. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have been very poor timing. <laughs> hey, remember when I was said this? Yeah, yeah, it'd have been weird. Oh jeez. I okay. I I'm gonna move on for my own sake, just because this. Actually, for, for your own sake, I will do this. I. I was wrong on Sam Dyson. I do believe Sam Dyson will be good. I was just overreacting way too much, so you were right on that one. I was wrong about Sam Dyson. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. That helps me, like, a little bit, I guess. Sure. <laughs> like, threw me the yeah. smallest of bones, so whatever. Ah, hey, I mean, I was, like, I was totally against Dyson a week ago, and now I'm like, you know what? I was just, there's no reason to really be, so. My bad. You, you were right there. Thanks, I guess. Cool. I'll take that. Ain't gonna ain't gonna yep, help that good. previous thing. I ain't gonna help how mad I am at you over the last thing that just happened, but uh, <laughs> we're it's all good. Moving, moving on entirely. I'm gonna forget that you even said this. I'm not even gonna listen to it when I put it in uh, Audacity later. But moving on to prospects, as we always do. This is more the minor leagues as a whole. Uh, just what happened uh, over the last week. First thing we did talk about: uh, Bruce Star Gratterall and Jorge Alcala. Promoted to AAA Rochester. They will be there tomorrow. I assume, well, both of them are going to be coming out of the bullpen. So, uh, very, I'd very much be focused on how they do. I would certainly, uh, you know, check the box score. Hopefully I can, like, catch some of those games, maybe throw up some videos of it. That'd be nice. But, uh, keep, keep an eye on how they do. Uh, the big thing, you know, as, as I mentioned, is that they're using the MLB ball, the juice ball, the screwed up ball, the ball that flies forever. Um, so it's going to be a big difference going from Double uh, A AA to Triple A, and I think the the thing I've heard from uh, the thing I've read about, I should say not heard, I don't talk to these people, but the thing I've read is uh, especially with uh, some guys' sliders, just the way they throw them, it just with how messed up the scenes are, it kind of it just makes it a little bit tougher, a little bit different when you're used to throwing one ball your entire life. That can be uh, a lot, so just just keep your eye on that. Just you know, keep track of that, and then don't be surprised when both of them are up in the major league team within the next few weeks. So, there's that. Yeah, I'd expect Gratterall on maybe both of them by the 31st, but for sure Gratterall. I don't know if I'll call out they're going to wait till September just because they might not have room, but they'll both be up here at some point in, them, in the, this year. And actually, don't be surprised if there are a few first few outings in AAA don't exactly go perfectly well as they're probably still adjusting, so 
Yeah. It might start out slow, but I'm sure they'll be just fine. And then also keep in mind that if they ha- if they end up like ERAs around five, it as messed up as it sounds, that's actually pretty good for AAA standards. It's that bad <laughs> at AAA right yeah. now. So don't don't be fooled by the box score. But uh, there's that. The next thing, a lot of people are gonna be big fans of this uh, fan favorite, Williams Ostadio. Returned from the dead. He is on a rehab assignment for Double A Pensacola. He's probably having the time of his life right now because Pensacola is a lot of fun. Uh, my God, that lineup is ridiculous. So he actually he had a home run in his, was his first at bat, second pitch, I think it was, and then took a walk later that game. So uh, hell half frozen over, but he's doing well. It'd be you know I I know we've been low on him and we've talked about him before, but at, at the end of the day, can get him up in September, have some catching depth. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, so I'd be cool to have him back. I think. Yeah, I'm. I was low on him because of statistics. Obviously, he wasn't performing, but he's one of the most fun guys to have around. Like every time there's a big hit, they go in on the dugout. He's sprinting around and just just being hilarious. So he's definitely fun to have up here. And September catching depth will be. It'll be good. Just to maybe can get Garver more time at like first base or just around, but. And yeah, last video, of course. And when he was in another rehab assignment earlier in the year at AAA, he did the exact same thing. Like, three homers in three straight games, and just, just mashing, hit like 600 in like 10 games, and just doing the same thing in AA. Like, if there was a 4A league, he'd be the MVP of it, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. And him and, uh, he would be, the, uh, without a doubt, the MVP, and Fernando Romero would win the Cy Young. <laughs> so, yep. That was, that was harsh. That was mean. I didn't mean to drop that, but. <laughs> I want hey, to just let it Fernando Romero. Hey, I hope he's not written down. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not put his name. Let's, let's not write his name down when uh, you're cutting through this and throwing up the topics. So let's avoid that. Of course. <laughs> just we, uh, the next six seconds of Romero. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll just cut this out. Actually, let's just do that. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm too lazy for that. Anyways, uh, the next. Uh, major league player on a rehab assignment, Lamont Wade Jr. He was up here for all of, I believe, one game and then got injured uh, the second time around, that was. And uh, he started rehab assignment with Cedar Rapids. You don't see a whole lot of rehab assignments there, but he's there. He played Saturday. I, sh- I believe he probably played today. I didn't check. But it's good to see him back. He suffered a pretty nasty-looking injury whenever a guy runs into center field like that. So it would be nice to have him back. He's another guy who We'll most likely be up in September, just a little bit of outfield depth. Uh, him and Cave, and I don't know, maybe they have some other guys, but just look out for him. I like him. He's got good uh, bat-to-ball skills and knowledge of the strike zone and that quite. Not like full Luis Arias, but very much in that vein. So. That'd be fun. Yeah. I saw someone tweeted at me, like, confidently saying that uh, Lamont Wade should be on a playoff roster instead of Jake Cave, and I kind of completely disagreed on that, but I'll throw it at you. What do you think about that? <laughs> um, well, I don't even think Jake Cave makes a playoff roster, so I don't think either of them make a playoff roster. So, well, okay. okay. Yeah. Actually, okay. You know what? Maybe, uh, I'm, it's just coming to my realization. I'm going to do another thing on the cusp. There was a, there was some talk. We were talking about playoff uh, rosters, and this is related to it. There was, a, there was a lot of talk the other day because a certain player was Billy. getting paid from the Royals. Billy Hamilton, yes. Yep. And immediately I saw probably no less than like five or six tweets from uh, other Twins writers that were just like, we need this guy. We need this guy to steal bases. You know, this is great. We want him. 
And I might have been the only one who was like, what the hell are you guys smoking? <laughs> you guys are on some good shit. I don't want this guy. I, I mean, if you can get him, sure, but don't, like, go out of your way to get him. And, yes, he still bases. Yes, he plays good defense. Yes, he also can't hit to save his effing life. And I don't know how you, like, look at this team and how they play and think, you know what would be helpful for the success of this team? A guy who can steal bases. That's how this team succeeds. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how this works. You don't need a guy who steals bases. You know what we do? We hit dingers instead. And dingers <laughs> is a guaranteed – that's a guaranteed run right there. Stolen base, you get thrown out. Someone the next guy could strike out. You know, you never know what happens. So I – I'm very much like, if you can get them, it is what it is, but I don't care. I'm, like, asleep right now. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really ever think much of it. I was just not completely against it. Like, I thought you were before right now, but, I mean, <laughs> I was like, you know, if they pick him up, if he somehow gets them in waivers, then, sure, that's fine, but not a necessity piece. He's, you know, he said if they want someone to just sub in as a pinch runner, they just traded for someone, I think it was Ian, I don't know, Ian Miller, is that his name? Ian Miller, yes, yeah. So, I mean, if he's not going to bat ever, and you want someone who can just steal a base or two in the playoffs, just give this guy a chance, I guess, but there's no reason to have either of them up here, and why, I guess you said this a second ago, but well, I guess it makes sense not to have Jake Cave on the playoff roster, now that I think about it, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. No, not a necessity to have Hamilton, but if he was picked up, it's yeah. That's cool, but I don't know where he'd fit on a roster, I guess, but it'd be cool to have him. Not in well, yeah, that's, that's precisely where I was coming from, because I'm like, look, Cruz is going to come back tomorrow, and we already have ourselves a bit of a roster crunch. Where mm-hmm. in the living hell do you think Billy Hamilton, of all people, is going to fit in? I, <laughs> I don't, you're going to have to run with either one less pitcher, you're going to have to give up some depth somewhere. I, I just don't see it happening. It, it doesn't fit, you know, like, uh, theoretically, uh, like, I'm, the word eludes me right now, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but it just, it, it doesn't fit for me. I don't see it as a fit, so. Yeah, I mean, if someone, you know, maybe pick him, I'd pick him up just in case someone goes down with an injury, but unless that, he's not on my playoff roster, I don't think, so yeah. No. Oh, I got So, there's that. There's a, uh, one of the detours we like to make as far as talking about stuff, so. There's a, there's a teacher right there on stuff. Back to the last topic. Uh, someone interesting came up the other day, a left-handed pitcher for Rochester, Ian Kroll, uh, was suspended for 50 games for the drug-related uh, offense. Uh, there obviously is a list of things possibly could have uh, tested pop for, but he it specifically. Uh, he was assigned to a minor deal earlier in the year. Uh, I'm being really honest, he wasn't much more than pitching depth if, like, everyone and their mother suddenly went down, um, then he probably would have come up. Uh, but just, uh, I don't know, interesting to keep note of it. Uh, 50 games, that covers the rest of this year and the next year. Uh, well, I don't imagine he'll be on the team next year. So there's that. I don't know if we have much else to talk about regarding that. He was suspended. kind of sucks. Yeah, I'll throw a few stats just for those wondering. ERA of 528 in 46 total games. Whip of 1.652. Uh, Spare K per nine. Uh, K per nine actually of 11.3, which is pretty good, but I mean, he wasn't going to make the team at any point. And a watch for nine at 4.3. Overall, I mean, good K per nine, but he wasn't, yeah, never going to really make the team. So. 
Not a huge deal, but it sucks for him, I suppose, that he got caught cheating. So, yeah. Dang it. Well, it wasn't. I, I should make it very clear. This wasn't uh, performance enhancing drugs. This was drugs more in, in the recreational sense. So he wasn't. Oh. I, yeah, he wasn't cheating, you know, in that type of way. He was doing that. Although, if it was just weed, then that's another conversation about how kind of dumb that is. But I don't think we're going to have that hmm. conversation here. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. No, let's, let's, let's avoid that, but moving on, yeah, looking ahead, what's going to happen now? We've talked about it so often, you know, just wait till we get to this part in the schedule. It's finally happening. Uh, this week, we'll have three at home against the White Sox, three at home against the Tigers, and there's probably no better chance to possibly, you know, win six, five games than this. It's, I mean, you're at home now, you got two AL Central teams that aren't doing too hot, Perfect opportunity to win some games. You got the pitching matchups for me here, or uh, some? Um, pulling them up right now. I was actually looking at who the Indians face because it's getting to that point of the year. So, right. I mean, the Indians play the Mets for three, and then they play the um, uh, super team Kansas City Royals for three. But you know, if they lose two of three, the Mets, you guys would have been the Royals. <laughs> but right. for the White Sox series, it's been <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Game one. Kyle Gibson going against Ivan Nova. The White Sox game two. Um, actually, for game one, Nova's actually been pretty good against the Twins and not good against really anyone else, but it's whatever. Game two, <laughs> potential ace Michael Pineda going against Lopez of the White Sox. And, of course, we can argue over that for weeks on end, but it's whatever. And then game three. Uh, ever ever reliable except for a couple months this year, Jake Odorizzi going against Lucas Giolito, who's slowed down recently, but is having overall a really good year. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll be uh, interesting. I man, Ivan Nova, you really gave him the business the last time out, so that actually kind of frightens me. Oh, you uh, <laughs> we're just like, ah, oh, Ivan Nova, perfect, and then he like shuts him down for six innings. You're like, what the hell? How did this happen? Yeah, that'll, that'll be that's happened like three little... times with us though. I, I sometimes it'd be like that. I don't know what else to say. It's a strange. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a strange sport we follow here. But uh, Ronaldo Lopez has, I mean, just quite frankly, has not been very good this year. Uh, I, funny enough, I don't think he's faced the Twins yet this year. I can't remember him starting. And I think this is the the third or fourth series they played. Now. Well, fourth. I guess the fourth series they're about to play. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, Giolito, like you mentioned, he's had a very good year. Uh, Twins got him pretty well the last time they faced him in Chicago. Uh, I believe the first time they faced him back home, he did okay. Uh, they, if they even got him that series, they might not have. But I do remember the most recent outing that he didn't do too well. So should be somewhat interesting. Seem, I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all winnable games at the end of the day, for being honest. They, they really should be taking that. So. Very true. And, yeah, this White Sox team, not good. I mean, they're the third-best team in the division, which isn't saying much, but they're, yeah, they're <laughs> definitely a beatable team. You've got to at least take two out of three in this series for the next two, actually. And if you can go five and one yet again this week, hey, pretty good. And, pretty good, yeah. Uh, talk about this yeah. Uh, Giolito, actually, I said he was slowing down, but he's gotten back on track over his last, no, just five games, just an ERA of 4.5, but overall, I mean, that's not great compared to what he was doing at the beginning of the year, but not horrible. He's a mediocre pitcher, so, but that, you know, playing the Twins, it doesn't mean much. 
Ouch. You just called Lucas Giolito a mediocre pitcher. Oh, I, I meant as of late. As of late. Oh, mediocre. as of late. Uh, all <laughs> okay, yeah. The oh, all-star pitcher is not mediocre. You got some high standards, my dude. Wow. <laughs> I take that back. I just meant recently. Recently, yeah. I do, uh, I believe, his last outing uh, Saturday, he struck out like a million Angels guys or six innings. Mm-hmm. So got back on track. So maybe. Could be interesting. Should be should be interesting, I think. But uh, in the next series against the Tigers, uh, we don't have the pitching matchups, but it, it's the Tigers. I I, I mean, it's the Tigers. They're I, statistically somehow uh, like yeah. comparable to the Baltimore. They're having a worse season than Baltimore. It's the Tigers. They have 37. The Twins have 40 wins on the road. The Tigers have 37 wins the entire year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else I can put this other than the fact that they're the effing Tigers. Please, love of God, do not oh my God. embarrass yourself oh. against the Tigers. It's awful. The Tigers. They're one of the worst teams in Major League history, and they traded away two of their best players. So, I mean, yeah. the 306 winning percentage, the lowest in MLB, and I mean, they're going to lose 115. So, that's a prediction. Oh, yeah, easily. It's pretty insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, that's so wild. Such a bad. How are you just this bad? Ugh. Oh, uh, and they won't be good for five years, at least. I'm saying it right now. Uh, it's it's gonna be a while. It's I had I, I honestly feel bad for Tigers fans right now, and you gotta watch like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer and JD Martinez go out and crush. And <laughs> like, well, guess this is where we're at right now. So, yeah, Matt Boyd's contract. He'll become a free agent before they play another playoff game. So that's probably yeah, true. pretty much. So what of Glaber Torres? But uh, we already talked about that a few episodes ago. A <laughs> weird that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strange. So, uh, believe we've reached the end. We do our self promotions? Actually, I will. I will uh, cut that short because I am. I am forgetting something. I got some some big news. I will be in Minnesota. It's coming week. What? Hey, look at that. I. Uh, I. You all are probably. You know. You know by now that I'm a transplant living out here in Washington, and uh, I will be flying in Saturday morning. I leave the butt crack at dawn, and. Uh, I shall be at the game Saturday and Sunday, and then I will be at the Taproom uh, event that uh, Glenn and the Geek puts on that Tuesday. So I will be around and doing stuff. That will be fun. Uh, uh, then I guess the point is I will not be doing the minor league report on Saturday. That's where I thought about this. I, said, I was about to say I was going to do it, and then I'm like, wait, I'm going to be at the game. I cannot do that. So uh, I will not be doing that. I will be previewing the series that I will physically be at, which is kind of neat, but there's some uh, personal news for me. Uh, what do you got? Oh, actually, I'll be at the game on Sunday with you. How surprising! That's pretty good. What? You for the first time in my entire life. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So we meet me there, and uh, Sunday. Oh yeah, I have to. Right now, I'm scheduled to write the game recap, and then I have this. What are we gonna do for this podcast? We haven't even discussed that. Good to do that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's talk about that later. That's a later problem. Yeah, that works. Not right now. All right. Yeah, yeah I guess maybe I'll try to scoot either the game recap at the game or just you know, find a step. But yeah, look out for that. I wrote one today, which will be well, Sunday. This will be up on Monday. But, uh, and then Wednesday, not sure yet, but I'll have something up. And last Wednesday, I had something on 
Michael Pineda because I just can't help myself and I'm, I'm my favorite pitcher. So oh, let's take that one out. <laughs> bordering on stalking, dude. He's going to call out like a. It is. Uh, it's, oh. <laughs> I I really I. Is he gonna? No, he's not gonna. I was gonna say, is he gonna pitch on Sunday? Because that'd be the funniest thing if he actually did. Ooh, that would be great. Do you know who it's gonna be? Probably not. Oh well. Yeah. No, yeah. Whatever. So that'll uh, that'll happen. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be writing the post game report from the game. That would be uh, quite the sight to see, though. <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. We'll see. I believe is it from us. I don't think we have any other post episode rants like we've had the last few episodes. Just talking about random stuff. <laughs> so, this is it. Fun episode. I, I much in, I, I say enjoy these episodes more when they have a good week and they're back in first. So much more fun. So much more fun. So, uh, let's continue yeah. to do stuff like this. Definitely. And yeah, the game will be going to on Sunday. Uh, actually, my birthday, but I am, I'll be turning uh, 11, so that's pretty good. <laughs> turning 11. No, not really. I will not disclose, but <laughs> that's pretty good. No, I'm uh, older than that by at least four and a half years. So, whoa, no, okay. you get a bit specific here. I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll be quite. I'll be, I'll be turning pretty old. So, I'll be turning pretty old. <laughs> sounds sounds good. I yeah. All right, that's uh. I don't even know what to say there. <laughs> Looks like that's all we got. So. That's that's all we got. It's a fake birthday when it turns uh, some amount of beautiful fun. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Alright, great episode. Good talking. Thanks for listening. And uh bye stuff, I guess. <laughs> See you next week.